This is the Tuesday, August 17th edition of the Daily Wager Podcast. We've got you covered with a variety of action for tonight, so settle in and we'll set you up in 10 minutes with everything you need to know heading into the betting day. Welcome to the Daily Wager Podcast, presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. Tyler Fulgeman and Anita Marks back with you on this Tuesday morning. Big, heavy card to look at for this weekend. Some football as the NFL season gets near. Anita will definitely talk some golf since you love it so much. Northern Trust, beginning of the FedEx Cup playoffs, is happening this weekend up in your neck of the woods. So we'll dive into that, but. I want to get things started in the NBA Summer League because we have a championship game tonight between the Boston Woo! Celtics and the Sacramento Kings. Both of these teams going 4-0 during a Summer League play. Boston led by Peyton Pritchard and Aaron Neesmith. Davion Mitchell, the lottery pick of the Sacramento Kings, leading the way for them. Uh, this line has shot up with the way that the Celtics have dominated in Summer League play, winning their four games by an average of 20-plus points, opened at Two and a half, three. It's all the way up to five and a half now. And I think that's enough for me to jump on the Sacramento Kings. Davion Mitchell, all he does is win. AAU, high school, started his uh, collegiate career at Auburn when they won an SEC championship. Then entered his collegiate career uh, at Baylor as they win the NCAA championship over that undefeated Gonzaga team. So Davion Mitchell has been awesome. Everything is advertised as a defender, as a worker out on the floor. Uh, Peyton Pritchard. It's up in the air whether or not he'll play for the uh, Celtics, and he's coming off some pro-am outing where he scored 92 points and 60 points in a game up in Portland. Uh, Latest I heard on Twitter this morning is that Pritchard intends to play, so that obviously helps Boston in their backcourt with him and Neesmith. They've been awesome during summer league play. But I think think it's time to jump on the Sacramento Kings now that this has gone up to five and a half. I think defensively they're going to make Boston work as hard as they have this entire summer league, and as long as they can get some buckets – uh, out of the ancillary pieces around uh, Davion Mitchell. I'll put the five and a half points in my pocket and ride with the Kings in the Summer League Championship game. Interesting. All they do is win, 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 no matter what. I'm on the Celtics side. Pritchard averaging 20 points a game, and he's been balling out, arguably one of the best pit, one of the best players uh, in Vegas. So a um, little bottle of wine there, Tyler? Mm-hmm. A little cab salve on the line, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's get away from the summer league then and jump into baseball really quick before we move on to uh, football and golf. Uh, there's a couple of things that I like today. I'll just kind of browse through them. Cardinals, Brewers, uh, I like unders in that, whether it's first five or for a three, of a, three and a half for the game total of seven. Corbin Burns is the ace of ace on the slate, and Adam Wainwright is pitching at home where he's been awesome. Uh, partnered with Yadier Molina. I think that's going to be a low-scoring game between the Brewers and the Cards. Um, I would also like to play an under at Coors Field. I've just been something I've been doing the second half of the season. Uh, the Padres are in town with the bullpen start, but Herman Marquez is the starter for the Rockies. He's been very good. His splits are better at Coors Field than they are at home. And uh, what a game it was last night with that walk-off win for the Rockies. First five under is six and a half. Under for the game is 12 and a half if you're more comfortable with that larger number. Um, so those are just a couple of games I was looking at on the MLB slate. Anything you have there you want to move to the National Football League, Anita? No, I just think it's interesting. Um, your handicapping in regard to the Padres, as you said, it's, it's a bullpen game for them. And obviously the Rockies 39 and 21 at home uh, and uh, taking the under in that thin air where, you know, you and I don't play baseball. But we do play golf, and we know we get an extra 20 yards on our drives. 
<laughs> uh, I love it. I will always take the uh, the uh, extra yardage there. I, I don't mind the bullpen start for the Padres, but I'm glad you brought that up because they have one of the best bullpens in Major League Baseball. I think they're third or fourth in bullpen ERA. Um, and the Rockies, again, don't have, you know, one of those great offenses we've been used to seeing in years past. It's kind of an average to below average offense. So I think uh, the Padres bullpen, hold, bullpen pardon me, can hold them in check. And Herman Marquez has been really good at home this season. So I like unders there and unders at Bush Stadium with the Cards and the Brewers. Anything in the National Football League uh, that tickles your fancy? We'll obviously discuss a lot uh, with the NFL on Daily Wager today. Again, starts early, 3 p.m. Eastern on ESPN2. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Um, Let's talk about the Patriots, right? Um, You know, preseason game, I think we're going to see they're favored by one and a half. Uh, We're going to see a lot more of Cam Newton, Mac Jones. Let's be honest, Tyler, this is a true battle to start at quarterback for the Patriots. If you did see Cam Newton's last press conference, a little surly. Why? I think he <laughs> knows. Uh, you know, he he gave he gave Mac Jones the nickname Mac and Cheese, and we're all eating it up right now. So uh, so this is a true quarterback competition. I think we'll see these guys uh, play into the third quarter. So I do like that. Eagles defense is just god awful, and uh, and I'm keeping an eye on this running back for the Patriots. Uh, Ramondre, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher his name. Ramondre Stevenson. I think you got it. Oh, there we go. Oh boy. Oh, oh. And and am I not only am I keeping an eye on him because I think he's gonna ball out in this preseason game, but also I'm keeping an eye on him because uh, it could be a steal in the late rounds in fantasy oh, yeah. football. Island. Oh yeah, I, I think Stevenson very impressive when he had that 90 yard touchdown run in Week One for the uh, Patriots. So uh, I think they're gonna be a run heavy team whether it's Cam Newton or Mac Jones under center. We know Damian Harris there, all the other backs, and maybe Stevenson gets into the mix. So I'm with you on liking the Patriots, uh, thinking they still have to figure some things out at quarterback. I know Carson Wentz is maybe a little more bullish on his timetable for return for the Indianapolis Colts. Of course, right when he got hurt and Quentin Nelson followed up with an injury, we were all kind of bearish on the uh, Colts because they have a difficult start to their season uh, as far as the schedule. But I think Wentz himself and the Colts are maybe a little more optimistic that uh, he may miss just a game or two or no time at all in the regular season. With the the new news on Wentz, how do you feel about Colts' futures? Yeah, well, a few things. Number one, um, I love the Colts. I love them. Uh, you know, a big reason is because of Carson Wentz. And you got to like the news that we're hearing out of uh, Indianapolis in regard to his timetable. And, and he's optimistic. Frank Reich spoke to the media yesterday. He's uh, head coach is optimistic that uh, Carson Wentz could be available for game one. Even if he's not, Jacob Eason, dude's got an arm, probably one of the strongest arms in the NFL. He's a real cerebral quarterback. Don't sleep on Jacob. Now, granted, rough start to the season, right? Like Seattle at the Rams at Tennessee. But the division that they play in, two times against the Jags, two times against the Texans, and they face the Jets. Those are four wins right there. I love for them to win the division at plus 140. I got them over nine wins at plus 100. And yes, they do make it to the playoffs minus 120. Also, I do love Michael Pittman Jr. He was one of my favorite wide receivers coming out of the draft last year. Over 800 and a half receiving yards at minus 110. Those are my Colts futures plays heading into the season. 
Yeah, I have one future that caught my eye, or a player prop, I should say, uh, before we get off the NFL. I'm really bearish on the Detroit Lions. I think they might rival the Texans for one of the worst teams in the NFL. I think the Texans are worse in a tier of their own, but I think the the Lions are a team that you want to play the under on. But DeAndre Swift's player prop for rushing touchdowns is eight and a half, and I would just take the under on that. Minus 140 is what I'm seeing um swift now has anthony lynn as his offensive coordinator if you remember lynn's time in sandy or in san diego slash la he loved using a running back by by committee they brought in jamal williams who's a bigger type goal line back from green bay uh i don't think this is a team that's going to score a lot of touchdowns to begin with because i think they're going to be uh chasing a lot playing from behind i don't think rushing touchdowns is the way that they're going to get points on the board i think they're going to be playing from behind so it's going to be uh through the air trying to catch up and swift can you know, contribute in that regard, but that's not going to count towards his rushing TD prop. Eight and a half just seems way too high for a guy who has an offensive coordinator in Lynn who likes to use a running back by committee, has legitimate uh, competition in that backfield for goal line carries from a guy like Jamal Williams, and plays in an offense that I don't think is going to score a lot of rushing touchdowns due to negative game scripts they're going to be playing in. So, And then, of course, there's always the possibility of injury, which we never want, but eight and a half just seems way too high for DeAndre Swift in that offensive environment for rushing touchdowns. Now let's get to what you want as the entree here today. Since you won't be with us uh, uh, until the Northern Trust Open starts, we know you love golf, so let's get to the first of the FedEx Cup playoff. Northern Trust, Liberty National, 124 golfers in the field because Louis Oosthuizen is elected to sit this out. It will be a cut event, and we'll go to no-cut events the rest of the way uh, in the FedEx Cup. But Liberty National, uh, all the top 125 golfers in the FedEx Cup standings, minus Louis Oosthuizen, so a very, very good, strong field. What plays do you have for me this weekend on the links, Anita? Yeah, just a few things really quick to preface. Uh, Liberty is about a seven iron from uh, where I'm recording this podcast right now. So I've played that track several times. I'm very friendly with a lot of the the, the caddies out there. So I've done a deep dive uh, mm-hmm. into, my, into my analysis. Oh, and by the way, I ran into DJ Dustin Johnson at a bagel shop this morning, uh, but I am not picking him. I know a lot of people. Want to go, I know a lot of people want to go chalk here and want to go John Rom, and I understand why, right? He checks all the boxes, except not so great putting and not so great scrambling, and those are two metrics you're going to need. So I am not going to go chalk. Two guys that I'm looking to win here: Tyler Berger at 28 to one and Spieth at 16 to one. Uh, Berger's been hot all season. Eight in greens and regulations, 19th in par five scoring, 30th in putting, 28th in scrambling. He checks all the boxes. Speed, I like him as well. Did well coming in hot after the FedEx Cup, uh, tied for 22nd in putting, and he's one of the best golfers on Lynx courses. And that's exactly uh, what the Northern Trust and what Liberty is. The only reason I'm not um, higher on speed uh, is because uh, he's one 118th in greens and regulation, which scares me a little bit. But again, just because he's just so one of the best golfers on Lynx courses, uh, I'm feeling him right now. To finish in the top 10, give me some Webb Simpson. All right. Tied for seventh at the Wyndham. Again, a guy who checks all the boxes. Second best in, uh, in, in the PGA, on the PGA in scrambling, as well as Harris English and Adam Scott. Those are three guys. Also, I've got Scott finishing as the top Australian uh, this weekend. Also in the top 20, give me some Abraham answer. That's right. He won the FedEx Cup. He's coming in hot. 
seventh in driving accuracy. You need that here. 26 in greens and regulation and 11th in scrambling. And last but not least, two guys I like to finish in the top 40 uh, is Vegas, Jonathan Vegas, uh, and, uh, and Ian Poulter as well. Ian Poulter does extremely well here as well. And Poulter is sitting 79th in the FedEx Cup point standings. And so I, I do believe he's going to be coming in with his A game because he wants to make sure he, he makes that cut so he could head to the BMW Championship at Caves in Baltimore, Maryland. So those are the guys that I'm looking at, again, uh, to win, finish in the top five, top 10, top 20, and top 40. That's where, that's where I feel that you could really make some good yeah. money, Tyler, right. is guys that finish like in the, in, in the top five, top 10. Even in the top 20 and top 40 is really where I bank. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. Of course, everyone wants to cash the long shot ticket and find someone who's an outright winner at, you know, 30, 40, 50 to one or even more. Uh, but that's just so hard to do. If you can uh, identify a guy who has a skill set, um, who has the ability on a certain course to uh, not necessarily win, but finish in that top 10, top 20, you can still cash, you know, you know, plus 300, plus 400 or five to one tickets. And that's always a good payday. So yeah, of course, everyone wants the long shot outright winner, but that's so difficult in a golf tournament, especially uh, when you start getting down into 50 or more longer shots. But um, I agree with you, get those top 10, top 20s. And if you build a good portfolio of golfers in there, you can have a very profitable weekend on the links. Like your burger pick, another guy I want to mention, and we'll dive further into this later in the week on the Daily Wager podcast. Um, but a guy like Scotty Scheffler, big game hunter, sitting there at 33 to 1 to win outright. That might be as far down the board as I go. But again, we'll dive further into that on Wednesday's edition of the Daily Wager podcast uh, with uh, either Joe or Doug. I can't remember who's going to be back. But uh, regardless, we'll dive fuller and full, full deeper, I should say, into that after Anita gave us a good start here on Tuesday. That's it for today's podcast. Maybe slightly more than 10 minutes of the bets you need, as promised. Please do us a favor and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe if you're enjoying the show. It helps us out tremendously here at ESPN and on the Daily Wager podcast. Don't forget, Daily Wager today, again, early 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Pacific on ESPN2. And we'll see you guys tomorrow on the DW Podcast. (laughs) 